Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome to My Business Playbook. I'm so glad that you are here today. Wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to hit subscribe. If you love this episode, please share it with one of your business besties because I really believe this is an important conversation for right now. This convo is really open, raw and honest. I am joined by the wonderful Tessa Lloyd, who is a mental health occupational therapist. And we're going to go deep into the impact of COVID-19 and lockdowns on mental health. Now, we recorded this before the whole Omicron thing unfolded and Omicron kind of showed up like that weird, unwelcome, annoying guest before Christmas. And it was like, oh, my goodness, go away. Can you please? What, what are you doing? So this was recorded before then, but a lot of the practical strategies and a lot of what we talk about is super, super relevant. So in this conversation, we discuss the impact of a global pandemic on our mental health. Hello, spoiler alert, it kind of sucks. We talk about why it's been so hard to bounce back, like how we can kind of get some more resilience even when we're feeling stressed and even when we're feeling this overwhelm and anxiety. Tessa also talks about the power of community and why we need it now more than ever before. And my favorite thing is that Tessa, she's so kind and thoughtful and she's so real. And so she just shares these simple, no fuss strategies you can do at your desk, you can do while you're driving, you can do while you go for a walk that will reduce overwhelm and anxiety. So if you feel like you need that, you're going to love this conversation. But first, I want to share a little bit about Tessa. She is a wonderful woman. She is a mental health occupational therapist. She's a women's mentor. She's a podcast host and director of Allied Health Company, Our Mindful Youth. We met on Instagram and then we chatted on the phone one time and then she did my marketing playbook. And since then, like I'm doing something for her course and we've just become buddies. And this conversation was really a very rich conversation and I really felt inspired after chatting with Tessa. So I know you're going to love it. Make sure if you do love it, please hit subscribe, please share with your business besties because this is really important, this conversation. All right, let's dive into it. My conversation with the wonderful Tessa Lloyd. Well, Tessa, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation. How are you doing today? Me too. I'm really good. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do and and how you started your business. Yeah, of course. I was thinking about this today, actually. It started four years ago. Um, I was talking to my hair lady, actually, who was um, also a business owner. We were just talking about how much goes into getting to the place where you dreamed about within your business. Um, And it sort of made me pan back and go, wow, it was four years ago where I started the business journey um, to get here, which is pretty wild. I, I guess my first step towards starting my business was I randomly decided that I wanted to create, it was actually, now I think back on it, the most random idea, but turned out to be the best 
business decision <laughs> I could make so wildly. Like I created my own, as you would say, Laura, um, lead magnet that created my whole email. Yeah. And this was back when I just thought it would be really cool to create an ebook that talks about mental health over winter. Um, and I invited all of the local um, health clinicians or, you know, beautiful spiritual humans, um, clothes labels, all these sort of things to collaborate and write a piece about supporting yourself in winter. So that was a really like really random thing for me to do, but started everything off. I was studying art therapy at the time to while also practicing as an occupational therapist. So that's my background. Um, and then it all just started to roll from there. I had this dream, you know, from years ago to create my own OT business. And yeah, I just, it, it sort of started from there. I then all of a sudden had to build a website to put my ebook onto. Then I had this audience all of a sudden, and then I created an Instagram and it really got rolling there. Um, so I opened an art therapy company in 2018 um, and started running workshops and sessions myself there while also doing, you know, the whole like hustle, like working full time and you're just sort of getting your thing going. So I was still working full time as an OT um, in a mental health company in Geelong where I'm based. And yeah, and then I just slowly built up this awareness that I wanted the art therapy and the OT to all be combined. So my God, how long was it? Like two years ago, <laughs> I quit my full-time job and I started my own allied health company um, in Geelong. <laughs> it's just been, yeah, it's been the best ride, but a really big ride and now we're at the point where we've we've got a team which is really really cool um and the other company is where I run mentoring for women in business and life um and yeah so there's sort of two two different companies that have combined at times and yeah been a really beautiful blend but have now developed into an allied health company and a mentoring company that's based online um which really all started from me being like I get really sad in winter. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to collaborate with people and, you know, share my wisdom on um, mental health in winter and art therapy for mental health. And, yeah, so that's how it all started, which is <laughs> a really long time ago. But that's also, um, yeah, what I do. So I um, practice as an OT and then have an OT and art therapy practice and then the mentoring um, for women is all based online. <laughs> Wow. So you do quite a lot, Tessa. So I didn't know that you had your allied health company as well. Yeah. How do you fit all of that in? Well, I am <laughs> single. Maybe that's how. <laughs> I do think like, it's really yes. like big priority of mine. Like I knew for so long what I wanted to create and I have, yeah, just invested a lot a lot of time and I guess focus and energy into creating what I wanted to create. But um, yeah, it's taken a lot of learning as I know you would know, a lot of trial yep. and error, a lot of figuring out how to keep, I'm an Aquarius and I am like very floaty at times. So I've had to learn how to ground my ideas down and stay organized and punctual and um things that don't really come naturally. Yeah. I had to learn how to do that over the last 
four years, which has been huge and quite humbling as well when we like to believe that we are, you know, competent humans. But there are definitely areas where um, I know (laughs) that I need extra support. (laughs) (laughs) That's, um, yeah. I completely get that. And I think think so many creatives would understand that thing of the being the visionary, being the ideas person, being the person who kind of has all of these, like this vision for, mm-hmm. and all these strategic ideas, but the actual on the ground, implementing, executing, yes. and keeping it as simple as possible. It is so much easier said than done. And I think people who are high in execution are just an absolute gift. They're unicorns. I am like, yeah. oh my goodness, people who want to execute and implement, I think, oh, yes. they're just also like be my such, such a good pairing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like those people completely come into your life and they're like, you said we were doing this two weeks ago. Where, where, like what's the structure? What's the da 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 we need those people in our lives to hold it together when we are thinking about these beautiful things we want to bring into the world. There is that other side where, um, yeah, it's very useful to know your, I don't want to say shortcomings, know where you could improve and have people who that's their jam and yeah. they love it and it makes them excited and, you know, they're happy to do it. I think that's such a beautiful balance Yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if you find this, Tessa, but as a creative, I think sometimes we we feel like, oh, who would want to do that though? Like who would want to implement and be structured and be organised when we can be fun and like change things up and do new things all the time? (laughs) But they exist. They exist. They completely exist. Yes, and please slide into my DMs (laughs) if that is you because I need more people like that in my life. The, Seriously, um, yeah. it's um, it. I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast this morning. We were talking about this earlier, yeah. and one thing she says is, "What does done look like?" Mm-hmm. And it just being clear on done looks like this. Done by this date. These are the measurables. This is what I actually mean when I say let's do this thing. It's like being so clear mm-hmm. on the actual action points and the actual thing that we want delivered and completed I think oh my gosh there are so many times where I give a brief to our team and I think oh gosh I've not been very clear on this and like so that question of what does done look like yes yes I love (laughs) it's amazing and I think emotionally for for you too and and for myself I don't want to say what you feel but when I don't actually feel complete within myself it's this weird lingering feeling which is a lot of what goes into business and a lot of the activities that we're doing is you have to be willing to live with almost this lingering feeling of there could be more or we could be doing more or um, we could change this. And if that feeling of completion isn't ever there, it can be really maddening, like just to be frank about it. It's really um, like this weird little backpack that you can't take off. Yeah. Oh, I so resonate with that. Mm-hmm. And the little loose ends of things. And I I find it even when you're like, oh, I should have, I should have given feedback here, or I should have asked for feedback here, or I should have, you know, completed things differently or whatever. 
It's like even little things of like in our project management tool that we use, we use ClickUp. It's like, I want those tasks to be closed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look at them anymore. If they're done, I want them closed. I want them out. It's like there's something about the clutter of yes. if there are too many things and too many, I think the, also, the other thing as business owners, any gaps, any anything where it's like, well, this is this person's role over here and this is this other person's role. Mm. And if there are any gaps between who has responsibility or who owns what part of you know a project that we're doing or whatever yes any of those gaps fall on the business owners tray like they fall into our lap and it's like okay well how do I deal with the the varying random tasks that come up that are just part of yes being a business owner that (laughs) come way down on you like nothing else it is definitely um, oh my gosh not something where you can be like that's okay because I'll get like the the wraps for that like no you will get the wrap for that every single day of the week so if there's gaps or things that aren't completed yeah I really get that it's on you and it's and it also means that and this is the thing that I am constantly working on is like I have a propensity to be a control freak in the business Mm -hmm. so it also means that that gets highlighted because it's like there's a gap I need I must fill it when actually someone else could fill it and they're probably like hey Laura if you let me I would fill it yeah (laughs) maybe um, give me a break (laughs) as a drinking game that whenever you mention the gap they they drink a sip of wine or something like that I think that'd be a pretty fun game (laughs) oh my gosh okay (laughs) I like that maybe maybe That'll be on our team development day. Mention the gap. (laughs) Yes. Now I want to dive in because what you do, you work with women and I I know that you have multiple businesses and things that you do, but I really wanted to dive in on the work that you do with women and their mental health and particularly women in business. Mm. And I, I think it's safe to say over 2020, 2021, there has been a lot of burnout. There's been a lot of overwhelm. There's been a lot of stress. Yeah. And a lot of it's been external, you know, things we can't control. Mm. Aside from COVID, right, <laughs> the big <laughs> elephant in the room, why do you think we are seeing such an increase in overwhelm and burnout and even loneliness, particularly in women and particularly in women in business? Why yeah. do you think that is? Oh my gosh, so many things. Like one thing that comes to mind straight away is we need connection. Like we need connection in business. Yes. We understood in business. We are also like fighting against a power in business as women still in 2021, 22, and we will be for years that we need support from women in business or from other people that are allies to women in business. And I think we Mm. missed a really big chunk of that. Um, over the last two years and I think we are also in a really weird way getting used to doing things on our own or getting used to having to hold down the fort or self-soothing or talking ourselves through our you know our issue and our stress and our doubts and our worries but we're like on a primal level we are hardwired for connection um, I'm fairly sure Brene talks about that in her podcast too, because I've really like, you know, watched her, yes. listen to her podcast back to front. Um, 
We are so hardwired for connection and I think that's been a really big chunk of what's missing and a lot of people who go into business go into it for a reason. They wanted to get out of the rat race or they wanted to feel more connected to themselves. They wanted to create a better life for themselves and their family, the people around us, they wanted to make change. And I think COVID stripped back a lot of that to doing mundane day-to-day things that we wanted to get out of in the first place by working for someone else and feeling really unhappy. Um, so I think, I mean, the, the women that I've worked with and myself, we I think a really big part of that was coming back to our purpose of why are we doing this in the first place and are we even feeling that lit up in our business anymore? Are we feeling on track and in alignment with our business? And I think that's been really huge um and also and I mean just the very like essence of business has been so impacted by the last two years a lot of businesses in my town have not survived like there were a lot of vacant properties once we got out let alone um being closer into Melbourne so yeah I mean it's been a really really big time and a lot of what we work on when I work with women in business is their mindset and the mindset has been pretty rough because we have been stripped back down to our primal state of survival rather than thriving. So, so many times I'm listening to, are they in a survival state rather than how can I thrive and create something better? A lot of the time decisions are being made from a survival state, which means you may not invest in that next level of zero to manage your finances, or you may not get the um, marketing course that you know you've needed for years or something like that. And you can hear this Mm. undertone of, no, because it's not safe to, because I need that money to survive. Like it is, it's a primal thing. So I think a lot of our personality and like humanity has been stripped away to, okay, we just need to get through. And we were talking about this before. A lot of these thriving women that we know have a lot of them, not all of them and not all the time, but being stripped down to what is the next best thing to do right now? Not what is my, um, you know, how can I thrive in this moment? How can I feel the best? How can I feel so lush and lit up? Um, which I think is a really yes. unfortunate factor that we lose that, like, that the dreamer part of ourselves because we know we need to to stay on the ball to survive and be okay. Mm. Yeah, and I think the hard thing about being in that survival mode thing has been the isolation because yes. it's like, yeah. I feel like we can do the do the grind. We can do that for a for a period. But combining that, and honestly, I was talking with my therapist about this recently. I was like, I feel so isolated because yeah. I'm working from home, my team are remote, and you know, we see each other every now and again, but it's still quite remote. And then combine that with being so busy mm. and being in this like, oh, there's so much work I've got to stay on top of you combine that with being isolated and not having connection with other women in business and it's just this perfect storm where you feel like oh gosh why am I doing this is this is this right is this that you know am I even am I in the right space am I do people even like what I'm doing? Like you can have this mini existential crisis. Yes. Yes. I really resonate with that. A lot of people have, I mean, I have at times too, you're sort of like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like you have this moment and 
Like who am I? Yes. What I do. It's like, what are my values? You know, just this small moment of question. Oh my gosh. Coming from someone who likes to think she, I know myself quite well, but I think we were yep. sort of pushed into this pressure cooker of questioning things. So it, it's yes. very, very, very normal to anyone who's listening to have felt like that very normal and to, to have done what you needed to do to survive. Not necessarily if you feel like you made choices that yes, pushed you towards your grand vision. If you survived, like it's amazing to have gotten through this time is really amazing. And that I love that you said that Tessa, because that is such a, a good point. Like anyone whose business is still standing Mm. after the past two years I think you've got a whole lot of grit. You've got this determination. You have obviously got something that is, even when it's whittled down to Mm. the minimum viable product and the simplest way you can deliver whatever it is you do, if your business is still standing, you've got a good business. (laughs) You're going to be all right. But I think the, the aftermath of this season I'm curious, what do you think the aftermath of this is on people's mental health? Like, do you think there's going to be long-term impacts of this for women in business? Do you, how do you kind of see this playing out even in 2022, which hopefully is COVID free and lockdown free? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I know right now it's a real, um, I can see I can see and hear and feel in conversations that some people aren't quite, (laughs) this sounds really bad, but aren't quite there anymore. Um, They've just gone in a little bit they needed to. And I feel that sometimes when I'm Mm -hmm. speaking, I'm hearing your words and I'm having this conversation, but nothing you're saying is really hitting me or, um, and that comes down to a lot of safety stuff as well. It's almost like, that portal where you were talking about before where we've gone in to do what we needed to do. And I think that in terms of like presence and joy and like peace in, in the world, um, like in your world, I think a little bit of that, that's what I see has gone. Like I'm having conversations and people are doing what they need to, to reply to me and I'm doing what I need to, to reply to them. But when I get those moments of presence again, I'm like, oh my God, that's what it's like. That's what it's like to speak truly about something or to feel really there. And, you know, if I get tears in my eyes when someone says something really beautiful, I'm like, oh, I've missed that because for a long time it was just like, yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, lockdowns, da, 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 and it's just blah. Um, so I think we're yeah. coming to the end of this time of sort of gathering our brain cells again, um, for lack of a better description. Um, I think I'd like to think that we were shown our priorities over this time. I think what I've learned recently though, is when we originally went into this, I was like, for this is going to strip people back to what matters. We're going to want to, you know, grow our own food and like simplify things and all this stuff. I think a lot of people did. And, um, you know, we definitely cut back on a lot of the external noise because we weren't traveling to get away from something or we weren't, you know, I guess doing activities to distract ourselves. However, now we're popping out the other side where we're all human and we're all reacting to things so differently. So I think for some people it has fine-tuned what they want and um, 
you know, cleared out their life. I think for others, they have created businesses because they knew that this is what the world needed at this time. Um, I think for others, it's really pushed them into this place of not knowing where to start for a little while. And I think it's going to be a while before we are jumping out of these little holes that we've been in to be like, okay, we're back. We're, you know, we're, we're back and we're yes. and life is happening. Um, and I don't want to project any of my own stuff into that, but I am, I feel that I am yet to pop out of like the, the groundhog hole that we come out of, you know, after winter. Uh-huh. I feel very much not, not fully in it, but yet to be like coast clear, life's happening again. We're going to, you know, our beautiful barbecues and festivals and da, 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 life is happening and we get to co-create a business alongside that instead of, poor life's happening. What do I need to do to hold it down? How can I survive these next two years to make sure that when life does happen again, I'm still here? Um, I'm, I'm yes. craving that moment of being like, it's okay. You know, we're here. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. And that is such a good, yeah, that's such an appropriate description because I feel the same. I feel a bit like, and you know, where we are in Newcastle, it has been, we've been really blessed. I feel like we've, you know, we've kind of come out of COVID quite unscathed in terms of like numbers and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we weren't in lockdown with Sydney for that whole time. Like we kind of escaped that a little bit, which was great for us. But I think it's kind of like we've all been in like, um, you know how in, it's mo- like in American houses, they have like the the cellar or the basement yes. beneath their house. And yeah. it's like below ground. It's kind of like we've all been living there in this little huddled, safe, cocooned space, trying to really, so like, as you said, survive and stay safe and look after our families, look after our business, make sure everyone around us is okay, mm. make sure we are okay. And it's now just now we can kind of go up to the rest of our house, but it's a bit like, oh, I still don't know if I might keep some of my stuff in that basement just in case because we're probably going to be back there anyway. Yes. And it's like this one foot in, one foot out. And I don't know if this is, I I don't know if it's trauma or something (laughs) from being snapped into lockdowns or whatever, but I feel like, and again, this is this this is could just be me, but I do feel like the contingency plans. The I want to have a a kind of emergency fund. I want to make sure I'm able to pay my staff. I want to make sure I'm able to do all these things. So if we go into lockdown, we have a plan. We have all of you know everything sorted. But that does something in the way you show up. I think that does something in the way that you plan for a new year or plan new offers that you want to do or new products or any of these things or expanding and growing. It's hard to do that when we've got one foot in this camp of, well, if it all shuts down again, if everything hits the fan again, I have to bring it back down to the lean, simplest version. Yes, 100%. And that inhibits your growth. Yeah. It does. And the body remembers, like just from a clinician perspective, the body is remembering the snip, snap, snip, snap of the lockdowns or like the 
preparation needed or the like the way that you felt when it happened the body remembers all of that and then we're not having access to places where we well we haven't recently we've been able to again but it's been a long time since we've been given the opportunity to release that nervous system build up in our body like and on a physiological level Mm. cortisol that's released and everything that goes into your body when we're under stress we we're feeling it every day and the body remembers that maybe the mind is like okay cool this is happening but our nervous system is just so amazing and it's ready so if it doesn't feel safe no matter how much we like cognitively are like yeah okay we're okay there's still going to be a part of us that's like oh, so no no wonder everyone is just like I'm fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Totally. And so what would you say, and I mean, maybe this is like the million dollar question, but what would you say to someone who feels like that, who feels a bit like, oh yeah, I've got, I'm still keeping my little backup plan. I've got all my stuff in my basement just in case I'm going to just keep my foot in both camps. Yeah. What would you say to someone to move out of that space, yeah. still have your plans, still have your emergency funds or whatever else you need to feel mm-hmm. like prepared? Yeah. But what would you say to someone from a mental health perspective? How do we move ourselves to a state where we feel like, oh, okay, cool. I can go out. I can make plans. I'm going to act like Mm. hey I'm not I've I've got a plan for COVID or for lockdowns or for whatever else happens but I'm going to act as if it doesn't exist in a way yes totally yeah you're present about is presence yeah it's presence and what I would Mm. say is I mean you've answered it really beautifully already Laura like brain dump everything that would need to be done before you were to you know dive into this I guess this transition of heading towards presence put it all down um, because I think it's naive to say that we can go to something and release it when logically there are those stresses there. So put it all down, know that you've got your plan, know that when it comes to it, you will be able to tackle it, but show your, do something that shows your body that it can be present in this moment and not need to, um, learn from something in the past or be, anticipating something from the future so you've handled the Mm. side like the brain part of it because you put it all out there you've got it all on paper like maybe in your project management tool or something put all the things that you logically need to do there and then take your body through some sort of process where you can bring yourself back down to being in your body rather than in your mind because the mind will constantly pull you out and be like no but we just need to sort out let it dump everything out and then come back into your body. Um, I mean, the, the most amazing way that I've come to do that is with breath work. So there's, I mean, there's so much breath work resources out there, but um, like breathing in and out of the mouth and putting your body, like it's activating your body in a way that things start to get moving. Like you're putting yourself in a, I'm not a breath work expert or anything, but you put your body in a sympathetic nervous system state, which um, is what happens when we're activated, when it's like that fight flight um, response. So you, you're releasing things and you're putting yourself in this space of being like, okay, I'm here, I'm safe, I've got you and breathe it out. And 
it, yeah, you won't know it until you try it, but it's phenomenal to give your body a release in a way that lets it release hormones, lets it, um, you know, like put oxygen into your cells and this like beautiful way of connecting to your body, releasing, and then almost creating a bit of a blank slate. So every time I have a breathwork session, you're releasing so much, not in a woo-woo way, on a physiological level, um, but also a woo-woo way. And then creating a blank slate slate for yourself to go, okay, I'm here. What do I want? Where do I want to go? Um, But the same goes for like, you know, the the ice baths, which is like hats off to people who do that or, um, you know, exercise and yoga and meditation, things like that. But if you want a big release, like, looking up big releases is so worth it after what we've been through because it's no wonder that people are like, don't tell me to meditate. My brain is just so wild right now. I just can't sit there and meditate. And I so feel that. And I I can't at the moment either at all. So what I need is like big releases and big like sensory experiences to go, I'm here in my body my mind can just switch off for a moment. And quite often when we do that and come back into our body, our mind, when we return to our mind, it's like, oh, actually that, that, and that aren't unimportant anymore. I was just not present and I was, so I felt like I needed to assess all these little circles around me. But when you come back in your body into presence, you then return to the mind and quite often it's cut out so much noise and you go, okay, these three things, boom. And I've written them down. Let's go. Um, we're here, ideally. (laughs) That is so, so, so helpful. And I think, you know, moving out of this season, it would be such, such a shame for us to stay in this isolated, I've got to do everything on my own, like batten down the hatches, scarcity, that scarcity mindset of it's all just going to turn to crap, you know, (laughs) which I get it because it happened overnight and it happened for many. Like I think about people in Melbourne, oh, my gosh, like it has been huge. And, uh, yeah, I kind of think we can't expect ourselves to just and I probably th- expected myself to just bounce straight back out of it and think I'm good, I'm it's all good, but it's taken me longer than I thought. Yes, it would. Yes, ideally yeah. we'd be able to pause. Oh, I mean, ideally there would be nothing. You know, we could know that everyone overseas was safe, and we could know that um, it's not just us who is fortunate enough to have our healthcare system and everything like that. That's the ideal situation. But just speaking specifically about this, I don't want to be ignorant. Ideally, we could pause for a day, everyone, everyone everywhere, and come back home to ourselves for one day before going back out into the world. Because this is what I talk to my clients every day about is coming home to yourself before making a home with others Mm. or in just general living. But, I mean, I have not stopped in a way that I could wholeheartedly say I came home to myself had a ceremony for what's happened and created space for what's about to come I haven't done that because I haven't yeah made the time made the space things like that but ideally we would have all come home paid respect to what we had gone through and sort of I guess created a new 
path for ourselves that isn't so tainted by our past experiences and, you know, quite a traumatic time for a lot of people to bring it over as our um, as our new lens for the world because quite often that's what happens. Yeah, wow. That, yeah, that makes so, so much sense. And do you think there's even an element of grief oh my around the season? Yes. Because it's it's really interesting to think, I, in my head, I kind of think, oh, I'm so thankful our business grew during this time. Yes. We have, you know, we've hired more people, all of this stuff. Yeah. And so you kind of feel a bit silly saying, oh, you know, you know, I've been fine and you kind of feel a bit sheepish mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. But I do think there is a giving yourself permission to go, man, that was hectic. Yes. And that was not what I had planned, you know. And that did kind not of, manifest that. Yeah, and even did not manifest this. <laughs> Who manifested this? Because yeah. whoever you are. <laughs> but but seriously, it's like the and I even think about people planning their weddings, people who had funerals, people who were overseas and couldn't come back. Like that is such a there's a lot of heartache there. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, like we probably need to give it the space and the we actually probably just need to give ourselves permission to go, okay, it's all right to grieve. Yeah. Or to feel a bit like, okay, we have been, just been running on fumes. We've been pivoting. We've been changing things up. We've been trying to serve everyone and still keep everything afloat. Mm-hmm. And we never had time to grieve what yes. was lost in that time. Yes, I completely agree. And it's yeah. all so valid. Like all grief is valid and all emotions are relative to what you are experiencing and I think because of what's happened, a lot of people may not give you the permission or the space to grieve that because they're grieving. So look at where you can validate yourself and and grieve for yourself and feel that within yourself because I think a lot of us are waiting for this permission or this space to be given to us unless you go to a, you know, a healing circle or discuss it with your therapist, but also look at how you can um create space and distance from what's happened to you and know that that was a chapter in your life um but that if you bring that into all of your new experiences even if you bring that decision making into your new business decision making uh you're doing yourself and your business a disservice as well because um it's 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 like it's this um icky poison that runs through the rest of your path when actually the pipe was blocked back then so how can you um, you know, yes. how to acknowledge that and create create from this space rather than the mindset of that, you know, that lack and scarcity that you were talking about before. Yeah, that I think it has to be far more intentional than what we thought it would be. I think we all thought there'd be this this big party, everyone would be out on the streets drinking, going to restaurants, blah, 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 hugging. But it was wasn't that. And I, I guess there's this and I understand why people did the Freedom Day thing because it was like, okay, like it, ha- it had to have a milestone to end it and we didn't have that. Yeah. And so I think we need to intentionally have something like that, mm. even if it's just, as you were saying, just sitting 
and breathing and just going, okay, I'm going to let go of this, what has happened. Well, that was an incredible conversation. I feel so inspired by Tessa's approach and it's just great to be able to have these types of real, honest and authentic conversations. So thank you so much for joining us for that. Now, we didn't even, we kind of went so deep on all of this. We weren't actually really planning on talking about COVID and all of that, but we went really deep on this and I really wanted to actually talk to Tessa about some other stuff as well. So what we've done is the second half of this conversation, we actually go, and we're not talking about COVID anymore. The second half of the conversation, we are talking all things boundaries in your business. So we're going to release that as a bonus episode this Friday. This Friday, we're going to release a separate little mini episode where we talk about boundaries in business, because this is another thing that Tessa is really amazing at. Okay, so make sure you tune into that on Friday and make sure if you loved this episode, please share it with your business buddies. I hope that you found it really helpful and yeah, I hope that you're feeling really good. Okay, send me a DM of you listening to this. I'd love to hear from you. But in the meantime, I will see you same time, same place next week. Go get them.